Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Matty and Spencer, two talk about the defeat to Rangers in the League Cup. We chat about where the club goes from here relating to the board and management situation. We chat a little bit about fan reaction to the defeat to Rangers and the season so far. And we preview Motherwell on Saturday. So did you just have peppercorn oh, on spaghetti? What do you mean? What do you mean you didn't want to record this shape? You just said peppercorn spaghetti in front of us. And two burgers. <laughs> two burgers. A word. We had a good day out on Sunday. <laughs> no, we never. <laughs> no, we fucking never. So why peppercorn and spaghetti? <sighs> I think it's a nice combination. How? When did you find out this combination? I just went for it today. What, so you, you just decided, oh, I'm going to have peppercorn and my spaghetti? Tasted very nice. I recommend it. Jesus Christ. Do you usually have these incompetions? No, that's the first time. So, what, what do you usually have with your spaghetti? Bolognese. Bolognese. Horrible fucking person. <laughs> Peppercorn bolognese. It's a definition it's out of council tea. Nice. Hey, spaghetti, peppercorn sauce and two burgers. <laughs> 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 what did you have in the house? I had a couple of rolls. A couple of burgers. Some spaghetti and the, the peppercorn sauce was going off. <laughs> And a magnum and a tortilla wrap. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even want to talk about this uh, this game, but we're, we're going in, we're here, ready to chat about the 3-1 defeat from Rangers at um, Hamden. Gordon, um, it was a good day, again, until the football, wasn't it? How many times are we going to start off a podcast with that line? It was a good day out, but... <laughs> every week <laughs> every week every fucking week yeah uh, how do I even describe it um, to be honest with you abject heart of Midlothian and failure are all three three words that just go together um, all the time when it comes to hearts and it's uh, it's starting to break me it's wearing me down I don't know if you noticed that at the weekend um but it was. I was. I think it's weird. A lot of people did. Yeah, I, I think fans have, the fans have been put through plenty now, and you know all you want is a bit of hope, and these these bunch of shite bags didn't give you anything. Um, they're so weak, so timid, and you know we we go into the game. It's nil nil half time. I mean, Hearts have done nothing in the game, but because we've had so many letdowns and so many failures. We're sitting there quite buoyant that it's nil nil, and when you actually when you actually reflect on the first half, Hearts were pish, done nothing, literally nothing. Barely came out the rain half, and but Rangers weren't even playing well. I mean, they only really created a few half chances themselves. Um, although if they're a little bit more clinical, they might they might have scored. But you just thought to yourself, right, it's nil nil. Surely we'll play a little bit better. If it continues this way, you know, if it gets to maybe an hour, 75 minutes, they'll get a little bit nervous that the, the Rangers fans will maybe get on their back, all the pressure's on them, blah, 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 blah. Right, 90 seconds in the second half, we'll give away a penalty. Yeah. And and again, it's, it's hearts to a tee because any experienced team, and I said this the other week there, that this isn't a group of daft wee laddies, but actually, you would maybe think it is. Um, 
Yeah, you, you, you sit down and you say, right, listen, they're going to come out. All good teams generally do look to score in the first five minutes of the second half. But just, just calm it down. Just don't do anything stupid and, and let the, the, the pressure build on them. And we'll, we will get moments in this game. I'm confident of it. Um, but what do they do? They, get, they give away a stupid penalty. I mean, what the fuck is Kai Rolls doing? With it, with with the header back. I mean, Kyrou's give doing me what strength, eh? does, yeah. And uh, and Kyrou then some strength that would be quite good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it's just I, I just couldn't couldn't believe what I've seen. You know, it's just it's out of nothing. Again, uh, you think it's just an easy ball. Who? I mean, he's not even in a position where you think right. I'll just knock that back to my goalie. He just sticks his head on it and hopes for the best. Xander Clark, you know, comes out, uh, out run into it, and you think, Xander, what are you doing? Just leave him. Just leave. He's going away for goal. Do not slide in. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, don't do anything rash. Just calm down. Oh no, I'll stick my arms in there. And all this pish about he initiated the contact. Shut up. It's a fucking it's penalty. behind though, that, isn't it? It is a penalty. Oh, every day of the week. Yeah, it's not even... You can't even contest it. It's it's just stupid. There's contact. Whether he's on his way down or not. I mean, the boy's going to wait for goal. Why even slide in? It's just... I don't know why goalkeepers do that. Um, Gives... Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and gives away a penalty goal, and then you think, right, okay, it's one nil. Yes, it's a setback, but Cam doing. But you think, do you think to yourself, right, just regroup, get well, well, past the next ten minutes. That's I've seen, seen this to you in the during the game, by ten minute periods. Keep on getting past the ten minute. Aye, periods. but it's game management, and, that, and that's what you mean when it comes yeah. to ten minutes. But yeah. that comes from, you know, the manager. We can talk about managers till the till the sun comes home, yeah. right? But what you fundamentally, you've got to have leaders in the park yeah, who manage don't. these moments, yeah. Yeah. and there should be someone on there just going, "Listen, just settle down. Yep. We're going to have our own moments here. Yep. Let's not do anything stupid like we did last week, where ninety seconds later, well, thirty seconds later, we we gave away a second goal. Just fucking calm down, and we'll come back. And fair enough, yeah, we did get a corner and, and they forced a save out of it. But then from that resultant corner, they break away and fucking score, and it's two 0 And then at that point, I'm sorry, Hearts are never coming back in a million years. Yeah. Um, no danger and then obviously the third one as well the free kick I'll, I'll leave that rant for Matty because I know he's got a lot to say about it which is absolutely fine um, but it just it beggars belief it really does it's the schoolboys did and once again a big game I'm finding myself walking out with half an hour to go and I, I should just there should be options just to pay for, for 60 minutes for 60 <laughs> minutes because that's all we seem to be seeing these days if we get a third of our money back on tickets for the amount of times we've walked out early yeah. in big games that'd be could book a holiday yeah. Easy. This t- this team's due me a trip to Benidorm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Vegas, man. Like, well, over the years, probably Vegas. Third goal, Matty. I mean, you were you were standing next to me. I was, yeah. You um, you <laughs> you pointed out the gap that was there. I think where the be, ball to, was to going. Be, to be fair, Ross, me and about ten thousand others. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty fucking glaringly obvious that there was a massive gap to the right of the goals that we were looking at that Xander Clark was supposed to be covering. And he sets his wall up and you go, right, it's what, 19 yards out, if you're lucky, and you go, right, wall, wall to the left, goalie to the right, please, see what we can do. And then you just have to turn around to you and say to you, Ross, look at the size of that fucking gap. I went, fucking look at it. So you look over and you go, oh, Christ, I. <laughs> I went, oh, Christ, and then next thing, go, yeah. go, yeah, yeah, look, go. If Calvin does that at fives, I'm sacking him. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm kicking back. off. I'm calling him a big loser fraud. 
and go and rage because he's cost us a goal at a game of fives. To do that in a Scottish Cup semi, well, not a Scottish Cup, a League Cup semi finals, absolutely criminal. He should be fined. Xander Clark should be fined for his performance because for me, he gives away the penalty, then just stands there, doesn't even try to stop the penalty. Second goal, I think Craig Gordon saves it. A bit harsh, but I think Craig Gordon saves that. He gets, he, I think he's a wee bit flat-footed. Uh, he gets down slowly. Still manages to get a finger or tip on it, but you're going to blame anyone for the second goal. It's Benny Beningame. All over. Caught in the ball. What the fuck are you doing? Just get rid of it. And then the third goal's pathetic. To, to, let, to let that go. Why is he stepping to his right? The wall's there. Like, you've got the wall there, right? You've set the wall up, and you go, right, you're going to be able to get that up and over. Probably not. And if you do get that up and over, there's there are some elements in football you've got to go fair enough, right? And if Tavernier is able to go up and over the wall and put it to Zander, put it to the left of the goal, Zander's right, but the left looking at it, you go, aye, fair enough. He doesn't he? He just puts it in the massive fucking gap that the entire away end could see was there. And cue probably the biggest mass exodus I've seen at a Hearts game in years. It was it was quite. It's actually quite not surprising because I can't say I'm surprised by the sort of overall apathy that the general support's got for this club now. But there's clearly no hope, is there? No, there's clearly no hope. It's the volume. No, the volume yeah. of people that left as yeah. soon as that third ball, that third goal hit the net was. I mean, it speaks volumes. It speaks absolute volumes to me. You could see that everyone. There was no argument. Like our entire row left. Yep. Yep. Nobody just, said any. Nobody went, said any to each other. Nobody went. Are we leaving? Are we going? It was, it was, it was just a mass exit, and I think that happened throughout the away end. Well, the away end. It felt like the away end because I had my tickets and we got screwed. But throughout the Hearts end, and that's that. Another year, another disappointment. Eleven years of failure now and counting. This lot ain't winning the cup, ain't winning the Scottish Cup this season. So that's going to be what twenty twenty four. We're saying it's setting it twelve years now. So. Good use of time, good use of money. Well done, everybody. Spencer, do you do you, do you share the overall mood um, here? And those are some inspiring words from Matty. Um, really got everyone uplifted. It's, it's interesting. I, I thought spirits were quite high before the game. I know we were having a night. Nice... Alcohol does that. Yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone. I think everyone was sort of like, "Oh, I've got a feeling." Yeah. I got, I, like I'm, I, I'm sorry, like by that. the way, because I got you all on side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you, you <laughs> I was convinced we were winning it. You've been on the train that, that, that we're going to win the league cup, and everyone, everyone sort of, even my dad, who isn't, the, he won't mind me saying this, he isn't the most sort of like positive when it comes to Hearts games. Even he turned around and went, "Kind of feels like that semi final in 2012, son." <laughs> It really wasn't, was it? It really wasn't. No, it was. It was a poor performance. Um, I, I thought we did okay in the first half. We obviously didn't create anything at all. Um, but I think we all said if you offered us nil nil at half time before the game, we would have took that. It's a cup tie, uh, isn't it? Yeah, but Rangers did miss a few chances, decent chances towards the end of that first half, especially. Um, we were quite sl- sloppy on the ball at times. I just don't think we turned up at all. Re- really fortunate not not to be behind at the break. I thought maybe we'd get a bit of a kick up the arse at half time. Say, you know, listen, you've not played great, but you're still in the tie. You've got nothing to lose. You may as well go and have a go here. It didn't turn out that way, did it? It was three very disappointing goals. Um, you just hit on Xander there, I have to say. I'm, I've not been a big fan for a while. I think back to his other towards the well, last season. St. Mirren had a bit of a shocker at Kelly as well. Um, I think some questions need to be asked 
over Xander Clark. I, I, I originally thought that it'd be hard for Craig Gordon to get back into the team, but I think he walks back in there. You can't wait for him to come yeah. back, can you? Nah, you'd play him with one leg, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so once he's fully fit, I don't know how far away he is, but he probably walks back into that, that Hearts team. Because remember when first Xander first came in, he was making a lot of... Well, that's when Hearts obviously were doing well after beating Hibs 3-0 and Aberdeen 5-0 mm-hmm. and that. Like, well, might be hard for Craig Gordon to ever come back into this Hearts team, but... I think I think he walks back in. Yeah, you're wishing for him to be back. Yeah, soon, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm going. Is he fit to play mm-hmm. next week? Yeah, like genuinely. I mean, I've I've been critical of Clark for a while now, but he is costing us. That was that was bad. Sunday was probably his worst performance in a Hearts jersey. And I agree. I, th- I thought he should have saved a second goal. I was having an argument with with Richie about this. I think there's only one place the Rangers boy can put that can put that uh, that that goal, and it's in that bottom bottom corner and. Yeah, he just wasn't quick enough. Can't get down quick enough. I think Craig it, saved it. Yeah, I think so. And what do you think the the fundamental issues are here then, Spencer? <laughs> Probably the squad more so than the management. I don't know what 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 you guys think on that, but um, we need recruitment at this moment in time. The the squad isn't good enough. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. The rest of the league's shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, awful. Um. It's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night between St. Mirren and Hibs. Um, I think St. Mirren could go what, eight clear in front of us or something like that in third third place. That's a hefty gap already. Um, Last season taught us anything. Though. It's yeah, more than catchable. I know, I know. But Yeah, but do you, does this Hearts team have it in them no. to, to catch anybody? I, I don't, I don't think, think so. Aberdeen showed that all you need is a, a competent, to an extent, transfer window and a new manager and you know, mm. bang before you know it. We've obviously got some big fixtures coming up, but it's all focused on the league now. Scottish Cup doesn't start till till January. We've got a lot of hard fixtures as well. You know, we'll, we'll discuss Motherwell away later yeah. on. But I mean, they've gone a terrible run of form. Yeah, a long, you know, you know, exactly. Along comes Hearts. Hearts are back. You know, it, it always seems to be the case that when a team is out of form, Hearts come along and give them. We, a we have an act of putting in really shitty performances at Fir Park, like like really bad. <laughs> Um, well, I, think, and we'll, I think that sentiment there though right, is and we'll come on to Motherwell later on in the show right, see that along come hearts when somebody's having a bad run I have heard and seen and read that on about 17 or 18 occasions since Sunday Like everyone I spoke to about hearts that when you bring up Motherwell next week they're like I've had a terrible run of form you know what that means yeah <laughs> like, yeah. how many Genuinely. times has it happened before and it's going to happen again because I've just yeah. Genuinely. I've got no faith and, in that team showing up but there has to be, there has to be, you know, we, we, no fan can be happy with this start of the season, can they? No, no, no real fan can be happy. So was it three, three wins out of 11? Yeah. It's not good enough. Well, I mean, not on paper, it looked a very decent start. I think we were talking about 15 points out of 15 um, at the start of the season. I said it's not going to pan out like that because of our away form. We're not just magically going to win it, St. Johnson and Dundee away. And obviously we lost it Dundee away, so there you go. Um just away from we've only won one game at Tynecastle as well that was yep. Aberdeen so it, it's quite <laughs> it's, worrying for Hearts it's actually. November um, is that fuck off really yeah it's the Aber- I mean, Aberdeen I can't game, you're right so. I can't now, as soon as you say that it's, it's triggered it's yeah. sort of tr- tr- it's, it's, switch it's, in my head you're but fucking hell the, the three wins were what St. Johnson Ross County away and Aberdeen at home that's our three wins this season that's pathetic yeah this is Madison it's not good enough well we just won against Livingston Yes, yeah, sorry, I got four four wins this season. Yes, I completely forgot about Livingston. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> what, what, what a memorable night what that memorable was. Night yeah. was. Yeah. So we've got four wins this season. So we've got four yeah. wins this season. Um, two home two, wins. Two home wins. Two away wins. It is only November. Yeah. You're, you are correct, Spencer. <laughs> was that the 11th game of the season or 12th? Well, I mean, to be honest, yeah. I forgot it happened. Yeah. So then he asked me. We did talk about it last yeah. week. <laughs> but, yeah. Going back to the point, no fan could be happy with the start of the season. And and nobody nobody in their right mind should be defending what's been happening. It's, it's, but the performances as well, country, by the way. The performances are just as worse. But that's the, the thing. Like, thing. Like, that's the thing I would always say is like Hearts fans, we don't we're not like the old firm. We don't expect to win everything, right? But we just want a bloody performance. You know what I mean? If we lost that game two one and we're quite plucky and actually had a few chances and we're unlucky, you'd applaud them off. Yeah, um, I think. Um, our, our support is a strange one um, because there is a lot of gobshites in there, to be honest. Um, people who, like I said the other week there, I think just turn up and don't even watch the game. But there's a lot of fans who do. Um, yeah. But they... Um, yeah, a lot on the payroll. Um, but I, I, I just think people have had enough. And and it's not even and I I I said in the tweet there that it was I, I don't really recognise the football club anymore because I don't. It's not the club that I grew up supporting. It's not the cl- the club that we grew up supporting. It's Hearts. Look, in my lifetime, we've won three trophies, right? And even in you know our our dads and granddads' times and whatever and stuff like that, they've hardly won fucking anything either. But there was always a identity about Hearts. It was always you're going to get a tough game of Hearts. Yeah, you're not just going to turn up and they're not just going to roll over. But this Hearts team, particularly during the budget era, right, whether you like her or not, it's irrelevant. You cannot tell me that, the, that there has not been a soft belly at this football club since she took over. And it's a fact. And, you know, we like to put ourselves on... The, no, is that, no, but it's not results, performances. You just have to watch the club. It's soft from top to bottom. It's incompetent from top to bottom. And that always, regardless of what football club you're at, if there's upheaval and you're being led constantly by the wrong people who don't have a clue what they're doing, it will filter its way down into every department. Every single department. And uh, and that's that's what we're seeing now, is the, the evidence of that. It starts from the top, and you've got to change the top. I, I said this in 2020, that ultimately we need to change the football club. And there was a little bit of change. Two people came in, and Joe Savage and Andrew McKinley, since then... Unfortunately, we're just back to square one because the same person is still the chairwoman. Simple as that. And you can you can tweet us as much as you want and tell us that she isn't running the show. She fucking is running the show. Let's wake up and, and start smelling the coffee here because she is making the decisions. She's part of a board that's incompetent, that relegated this football club. People say, again, you know, respected journalists like you and Money, and I will, I will name them here, saying we didn't get relegated, we, got, uh, we were demoted. We were fucking 12th in the league in March. We deserve to go down. That's when the season ended. Regardless if you're talking about all this about um, whether we deserve to go down. I, I, I We went in length about this that, yeah, it was wrong what happened at the time. But Hearts were still 12th in the league. They were the worst team in the division at that point. Therefore, they deserve to go down if you were doing relegations and and uh, promotions and whatever, right? That's just that's a reality. You can't sit here and say... Um, we should never been that. The point you're should making is you never been that position, position anyway. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who do you blame for that? It was the same woman who kept her friend, our good buddy Craig Levine, in a job for so long. Anyway, I'm not going to go into this because we all know what happened. We all know the story, right? But the same thing's happening now. 
It's jobs for the boys. It's a jobs for the boys policy, Ross. And it's been going on for too long. And um, Stevie Naismith, a prime example. I, you know, I love Nasey as a player and stuff like that. He's obviously well thought of the club. But that's how he got the job. Jobs for the boys. I mean, there's, you know, we were in for, what, two two managers there. One of them's just been picked up by QPR. Already won his first game, by the way. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he's a huge success there. And it's one of those things that we've missed out on as usual. Um, instead, we went for the B team manager. And again, someone made a, a really good point. Look at the B team this year, by the way. It's not they've not really changed that too many different. I don't think in terms of the the squad, I don't think it's too different from what they had last season. But there's Liam Fox; he's gotten third in the league. Yeah, and you've got to question as well, like why? Why Nasey was given the job? Because he was there. Because he was there. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the point. You know, as as you, as you say about the B team, it's not even as if like he, you know, if Naismith had won the Lowland League or came second in the Lowland League yeah. you kind of go this guy knows what he's doing well Fox, Fox or even, or even Fox gets third place ah, the same ah, shit though exactly. Fox is the result of some shit I mean he's coming I mean, you can you got to highlight him we'll talk about him he's came in he's taken over Finesi in the B team but he's another one that's part of that that same cycle jobs for the boys it's a pal it's a known face it's somebody that we can get in and do a job exactly he's back again I mean McAvoy and Savage both pals like Oh, you just well, there was I a list. There was a list of kickback as well. Yeah. That, 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 that nearly, every, nearly every key position revolves around McKinley and Budge. Well, yeah. Andrew McKinley was appointed because the uh, the club lawyer is who he's married to. She was in there before. It's not as if they've scouted a competent uh, chairman here uh, or chief executive or whatever his actual role is. Um, and when you know, I think this guy would be really, really good at running that, should, r- running that... a, a football board like that. I think he could come in and do really well. Uh, oh. Uh, Yo, here's a list of people who you know because I'd assume that there's some that, sort of um, process, yeah, Ross. But of w- w- what I'm saying is, they've just sat there in the boardroom and went, "Does anybody know anybody?" No, oh, that, that's exactly. My I, point. I don't know the is, the, the woman's you know, name, right? But I'm just going to say Lisa, for example. Oh, and she goes, "Oh, but yeah, I think I think Andrew could do it. Who's yeah. Andrew? That's my husband. Yeah. Right, bring him in. But Let's have a wee sit down." That's, but that's a prime example. You know, you look at other teams over the years who have brought in competent chief executives. Dempster at Hibs, competent chief executive. Who had a track record at Motherwell, well, with a brilliant track record at Motherwell. Aberdeen bringing Alan Burrows, yeah. another guy with a good track record. I'm not saying we bring in Motherwell's chief executive currently, I don't know who that is. You've got but, it, you've got You look at a club where they've done well and they've like, actually got a track record. Who's running no, St. Mirren now? Who's running St. Mirren? Well, it's, um, it's Keith Lasley. Who's running St. Mirren Is he a St. Mirren guy or is he just somebody that's a Well, we played for him. He's a Motherwell legend, but then he became chief executive at St. Mirren. Go get him. Well, that's what I mean. You go and get someone or that's, something that's like done, that. Who's done like, something like that? Who's, who's actually got a track record of something? Okay, I mean, just somebody that's worked in a higher, like, yeah, somewhere on a board. And and it, the, the problem that I have is simply this: all these people aren't football people. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a chairperson who actively says, "I don't really know much about football." Should your chairperson know nothing about football? By the way, Ross, I just want to comment on that point you're making there, um, when you're saying you know they're they're not football people, and you're absolutely right, but. I hate when people say, oh, the business side's fantastic. Yeah, we don't need to worry. The business side's shocking as well, by the way. When you look at the way Hearts actually conduct themselves, what do they actually do that's great business-wise? What? They, their main selling point is the foundation Hearts that we, we go on about, the amount of pledgers who pump their money into the club. Yet, year on year, we fucking alienate the most loyal people who put their hand in their pocket and actually help fund the club. We do nothing that brings them on support. The, the, the rift between the board and the fans 
is incredible. I mean, there's the EGM the other week. They turned up. They, they, they were confused. They didn't know anything was wrong. They just thought, ah, oh, you know, we, we've done a great job, you know, patting the back. And McKinley kicked off because someone actually told them the reality of what's going on and how the fans feel. And they, they were stunned to hear that. Um, they, they've not got a fucking clue. And the business as well. They've built a main stand, right, that was supposed to cost £12 million. What was this, six years ago? Still not finished. And yet it's sitting at about £25 million. Who's paid for that? The club. So didn't he give me all this pish about how they're great business people? They're, no, they've not got a clue. They couldn't run a piss up in the brewery. Also built a, they've also built a bar that's never open. Um, uh, like, they've, they've got this van bar in. And I, I think, by all accounts, anyone that's been in there, I know I know Andy that listens to the show, him and his dad go in there because it's got good access for the disability bit into the ground and all that. He's got nothing bad to say about it. We were just at a cup final. Why wasn't it open? Why are we not running buses for a big fan bar? Why are we not getting involved, getting That's some money? That's one thing as well. Do you remember when, uh, well, I mean, listen, when we were younger, Matty, huh? we, we used to go on the supporters bus run by Hearts. You noticed as well when Budge took over the club, they stopped that? They did, aye. It was too much hassle. Aye. Didn't, they didn't even run one. Remarkable for a fan owned club, isn't it? 100%. Remarkable. Magical charter. Yeah, charter. They, they, they didn't, didn't even do, do that. that. They didn't even do that. No. The charter. For the players, but never done thing for is, the thing is, you no, talk. No, 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 people are going to spend that grand just to yeah. go to Istanbul for and, a day. And you talk about, you know, but that's the thing. You talk about, you, you talk about, you know, a fan-owned club, and it should be a fan's first approach, shouldn't it? The club. We had this conversation a few weeks back, and I remember talking about it, and I remember saying, "Any of you's ever done anything at Tynecastle for any kind of event?" And then you compare that to any hibby in your life, and you go, "How many events do they hold at the at Easter Road in the function suite?" And it's night and day, and and it, it is just another another sort of like thing to hit the club with. But the the sad reality is, people talk about the business side of things, and if you take away the outside investment that we well, this, had well, this is, this from is a the, certain individual yeah. that pumped point. millions I mean, and couple, millions of pounds into yeah. the football club, yeah. we've recorded a loss every single year. This is this is the point I, I made two weeks ago. Yeah. Exact but I, I just hate that. Ago, That's all I've seen for fans. Well. Business side's fantastic. It's Look not. what Anne's done. We survive like, on gifts. Yeah. yeah. Gifts yeah. from the fans and gifts from... Benefactors. Benefactors. Right. Yeah, benefactors that give us money. And that's that, that's the thing that annoys me as well. And you have to, I, I believe that the, 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 chair, well, the chairperson... We're getting all this yeah, money for yeah. fuck all. Yes. The club's I believe, but I believe, but I believe, but I believe, but I believe the chairperson, you know... Has served, had served her purpose, and she should have left at the end of twenty nineteen. We're living after that, after that cup final. She should have. I'm sorry. Ever since then, she what what has been her purpose? Seriously, Spencer, what has been her purpose? Well, I mean, some people say that she is the one still pulling the strings. That's my point. Why? Yeah. Why, why mm-hmm. is she still pulling the strings? Yeah, well, it shouldn't be the case because obviously yeah. our our track record wasn't. Wasn't yeah. particularly good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, what do you mean particularly? It's fucking horrendous. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I, I think you know, someone made a, a point about the infrastructure of the club and, and, and modernising the club and this and the next thing. We fucking rent our training facilities off the university right. and we built an unfinished stand. Let's not talk um, about the fucking facilities and infrastructure. But, I mean, the old, stand, the old stand did have asbestos on it, so we needed to actually build and, a new and stand. You, and you, you can't... a fucking new stadium. We need a new stadium yeah. in general. But what I'm saying is, as a, as a stopgap currently... Mrs. Budge actually served a purpose for what she'd done. But she should have left after after that. Her legacy should have been that stand, getting the club getting the club out of administration, fine. She served a purpose, but now 
no, she's not got a purpose. She's not got a purpose to be at this football club. Why is she there? See, if she had just like came in, right, and you know, fair enough, she was like chairwoman for that first part, right, and she obviously got the taste for it because uh, it was going well, and everyone was you know bowing down to her and, and kissing the ground I that she walked on. I think you referred to her as Queen Anne. Everyone did. did. Everyone did because to be fair, I mean that first what year, year and, and a half, charge, two years, Arts right? were romping the championship. They were pumping Rangers. Right, left. We had won twice. I well, won at Ibrox. And then we were unbeaten in the league till what January. Um, we had won a very difficult league at a canter. Everyone was thinking this club looks like it's finally got its act together. Tyne Castle was packed. You couldn't get a seat. There was a a, a real feel good factor about the club. Um, so listen, she was every right to get praised back then. Everyone was a part of the club, including Nielsen, including Levine, all of them. It looked like it was a well oiled machine, and then. I mean, to be fair, they had a team there that was full of young players that were developed, luckily, because, luckily for the players, obviously, that were coming through, they had that year in, in the um, in the in the Premiership, and, of course, they were out of their depth at the start, but you've seen them mature as the season went on, get better and develop, and then they obviously added box-standard players that will get you out of the division, and they romped it. But as time went on, and and rivaled very quickly because a lot of these young players who were in there at the time were quickly wielded out. I mean, Patterson and Walker were our two kind of prize assets. Both of the, both of their contracts were 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 effectively ran down. They weren't renewed and put on long term contracts. Patterson less for nothing, and then Walker as well was sold for three hundred grand just to avoid him going to Rangers to Wigan, um, in the summer and obviously ends up coming back. But again, the the way Walker was playing at that time, he should have been sold for a million. Patterson. Easily one point five to two million, um, and you're you're talking about assets there that that you could sell on for a lot of money. So Shit, went for what a million. A million yeah. Fine, we that got very lucky with that one. Though, very he had lucky. six months left on his deal, and they they yeah. I can't remember where he went, but they China. stumped up. Aye, the Chinese China, guy, yeah. they stumped up the cash because they had money to burn. Yeah. So um, was another one who we almost lost for free. I mean, you look mm-hmm. you look at some of the some of the the sales that we had. You know, like Hickey. What what the, we sold Hickey for was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the, the, whole, the, the player he is now. No, but not even that, Ross. It was the pre-agreed uh, percentage. Oh, Celtic. The, yeah. the sell-on fee. <laughs> no, no, no. With with any future club. Yeah. Uh, no, with um, who did we sell him to? The Italian club. Bologna. Uh, yeah. Bologna. We pre-agreed a yeah. fee of the percentage. He went for twenty million, yeah. and we agreed like what was that? A, 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 was that a five-figure deal? Yeah. Aye, we we'd agreed a fee, not a percentage. Aye. aye. Yeah. It yeah, everyone's like, oh, we've got 15%. Oh, we're in there, 15%. <laughs> great note. Well, actually, we came up with a wee fee before that. What was yeah, it like? Just to, just to cover ourselves. 700 grand or something. Yeah. We didn't actually think he was going to be a multi-million pound player, um, even though he was an internationalist at 18. <laughs> Fuck me, eh? <laughs> it's laughable, Spencer, though, isn't it? Yep, very much so. It's no funny. Um, I'm not even laughing anymore. <laughs> You know, as it stands, we're currently only four points off the bottom of the league. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, off the bottom of the league, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, listen. That'd, that'd be the icing on the cake, wouldn't it? Do you know, it? right? Yeah. We're no... We're no safe for that. We're not. And I've that, said it all season. It, it, it's... I've said it all season. The, the irony of Craig Levine coming back and relegating yeah. us again. Yeah. But you, do you know what? You all laughed at me I'm not, I'm at not, the start I'm of the season when I said yet. we could be relegation fodder. I'm not and at that point yet. I'm not ready to accept that as a reality We yet. realistically could be relegation yeah, fodder. Yeah, you but can say that about Hibs as well. We are... Yeah. We're diff- flirting with the idea. The, diff- the difference is, the difference is, Tyne Castle and Hearts had a scalp. Massively, I. 
it's a different it's a different no it's if you ask david martindale they'll know <laughs> oh, well true but you know it's a team it's a team you go in you, you get hyped up for going to Tincastle it's a, it's to a team it's a soft as shit team a soft as shit club and uh, and you're right but I don't even think it's a scalp anymore for these teams you know what I mean enough of them have came exactly exactly I think Ross County no but even Ross County ended their hoodoo as well at Tincastle I think Livingston haven't won at Tincastle since 2002 um, but in terms of the premiership that that's all I can think of you know virtually the rest of them have all turned out. I mean, maybe Aberdeen haven't. Won, I don't think they've won it tiny for a few years. But no, I think I think since then it was the last game in front of this, the old stand or something. I think they won. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, the the club's rotten to the core. And as I said, until the fans. I mean, because I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm not going to Motherwell on Saturday. Um, I can't I, I can't physically spend any more money on on this team. Um, I just that. I was I was swaying about it and I, I don't want to go I don't want to watch them um they bring me zero joy and happiness and I'd rather just no go to be honest at the moment uh, the last time I felt like this was generally Levine's team I think I missed four aways in a row or something and I've got to remember for context I've been going my whole adult life home and away you know I was at all the European games last year I go over the country and, and follow Hertz and, and regardless of how shit Hertz have been over the years I've still went this now, I don't recognise this team. And, and I've got no connection to them whatsoever. And the way they just collapsed on Sunday, although it was not a surprise, that was it for me. You know, semi-final, again, they just fucking put their heads down. You spend all this money, you hype yourself up, and they give you nothing in return. They're a shower of arseholes. They really are. And I didn't like any of them. Like, throughout that team, I hate every single one of them. Apart from Shanklin, I like Shanklin, I feel sorry for Shanklin, right? But the rest of them are all a bunch of pricks. They really are. They deserve to wear the jersey, and I didn't want to go along and fucking support them. And people can talk about, oh, it's your club, you stick with them through thick and thin. Well, I'm sorry, but this is as thin as it gets. I mean, it really is. It's an embarrassment. There's no, there's no players in there that you, you generally have a connection with, and you think they're trying everything for the jersey. They're a bunch of cowards. Um... They went one nil down, and after forty eight minutes, and their heads just dropped. You know, they they didn't believe that they were going to get back into the game. They weren't trying and fighting to win something for the club and for the fans and for themselves. They're just happy to pick up a wage and then move on to next week. And then you know they'll they'll text Barry Anderson or the Evening News or whatever other journalist that they've got on a speed dial and say, "Oh, we you know, we will do better, and we've got to learn from this, and we've got to keep positive and." We'll do it for the fans and blah, blah, blah. It's the same old fucking articles every week. Same old shit for the same old players. Um, You're starting to see the leaks now as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and by the way, yeah, that, that thing as well. That, that thing that was that was leaked in that obviously it's came up from Daisy, you know, they, they, they don't enjoy his tactics. Well, if that is the case that he's talking about, you know, he's not giving them clear instructions. One, he probably can't because they're all too stupid to understand it anyway. But... Two, you can't mm-hmm. high press with that team because it's no, got no legs in it. Particularly yeah. the, the 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 top top end of the table, you've got what Vargas and Oda, fine. But even yep. although they've got pace, they're no really pressers. It's no really their game. Yeah. Uh, particularly Vargas, I think maybe Oda could do it, and you've seen some of it towards the end of last season. But um, where Gino, for example, when he could be asked, would press particularly yeah. at home. Um, but but Vargas isn't really his game. And I just feel that there's such a disconnect between the team and the management. It's quite clear to see. He yeah. probably wants to play in a certain way. He's probably got a vision in his head. But these players just aren't capable of doing it. 
I think that sums up the club, though. I mean, if Naismith does have that vision in his head, but he wants to go out and he wants... See, see, I mean, I've not seen any evidence of it, so I'm guessing, based off some fleeting moments at the end of last season. But if he, if he is wanting to press high, then for me, that, that, that just brings more and more question marks back around the recruitment side of everything. If we're wanting, if we're wanting to be a team that can retain possession and press high and press high up the park, then you've got to bring in players that can press high up the park. Like, I mean, that that shouldn't be a sentence that get that gets stated. But but when you bring in a manager, which we did, and that manager's probably sat there and he's going, uh, and, uh, sorry, the quiet voice in the back of the boardroom sitting there going, um, how do you want to play, Stephen? And he's and he's in there, and you've got you've got uh, McKinley's there, your Savage is there, and he's like, right, well, we want to we want to be on the front foot, we want to we want to try and keep the ball, we want to get passers in the middle of the park, but really we want to be in in the opposition's face, we want to have guys pressing through the front. All right, there's Boyce and Shankland. There's clearly a lack of understanding of how to run a football club from these people that are running the football club. But by the way, as well, you're forgetting kind of um, one key component here. You know, we're talking about the board, but. There's the foundation of hearts as well, you know, the, the puppet state. And um, I, I got an email from them as well, you know, they've obviously got their elections coming up, but they have this the election thing every year where you vote a new board member, but they don't actually have proper meetings where they sit down. With, I know there's like, there's what, 8,000 uh, 8, uh, members or whatever, right? I, I get that, but they still don't even have like an AGM type thing I know but welcome welcome to fucking 2020 fucking no, 3 though you could stream it and put it on the fucking internet and be like here, here's a link to the team's call come in and fucking listen to this here's here's all six candidates we've got we've got some questions we're going to ask but that's my point like it should be people like unless and either there's there's a foundation or, or a couple of people from the foundation that are on the board well no they've and got two seats Ross. they've got two seats they've more than two seats because they own the bloody club. Sorry. Like, do, do, do we not realise this? That, that the Foundation of Hearts own the club. They could ben effectively... Not they, could, they could effectively get rid of this board. 8,000 <laughs> people. 8,000 of you run this football club. Right? You get rid of and you can't get rid of the board. How, how does that work? I'm sorry. It, it is ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't know how. Only, only Hart and Lothian could be fan-owned. But run Not by someone. Fan ran. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I don't think Thanks the, for the fifteen I million pounds over the last ten years. Now nah, you can't yeah, see. But this is my point That's as well. Paid for half the is, stand. But this is my point as well. I don't legit. think those in charge actually respect the people that pay their wages. Well, cash cows. And I think that's I think that's the thing. I don't think they believe in fan ownership. Cash cows. I don't think they believe in fan ownership. Cash cows. Yeah. They are. So we're all in a good mood today, listeners. Yeah, in case I know, you can. I know. None of us really wanted to record this. No, we didn't. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. So you better listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about Motherwell because we know it's going to be a, <laughs> a 2 0 defeat. <laughs> oh, every day of the week. Eh? It's going to be a 2 0 defeat. Especially if they get beat you know, off. Um, yeah, St. John's. Well, there's more chance yeah. of us winning that game if they win. Yeah. Than there is if they get oh, beat. Yeah. If they don't, if they're like six yeah. defeats in a row, it's gonna, it's gonna end. Be, it's gonna be a tight affair. Motherwell's last fucking win was against us, and they had ten men for about half an hour. And the thing is, well, next season we'll be sat here. This is a this is a Tuesday night. But imagine this being a Thursday, right? We put the telly on and St Mirren are playing Conference League football. I hate them. Eh? I can't afford with them anymore. Eh? Just might just resign. 
Can you resign? Un- unfortunately, you're stuck with your you're football club until football you club. die. I mean, um, I, my missus said that to me when I got in on Sunday, right? I came in, I was fuming. Uh, she'd made me some something to eat. Best thing that happened to me all day, to be honest with you. And she was like, she was like, why do you, why do you go to to football games? Why do you go and watch Hearts? I didn't have an answer for her. Eh? Uh, all, all I could say was, well, six-year-old me didn't care what he was getting himself in for. Mm. And if I was 16, I didn't make that decision. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, pure, it's, it's pure, it's pure, it's pure delusion. And, and in all honesty, it's a bit of an addiction. Yeah. Right, so predictions then for, <laughs> for Saturday. 2 no Motherwell. Yeah, I'm, I'm going 2 nil as well. Yeah, I, I don't see anything other than the Motherwell win. I think I'll be 3 nil Motherwell. I'm gonna go 2-0 as well, Motherwell. The fans hate us. Eh? Hey Ross, time to go home and call this one a day. <laughs> I think so. We'll end the show there. Thank you for uh, joining us and thank you for uh, continuing to listen if you listened to all of that. Uh, it probably was a hard listen. Until next time, goodbye. Yeah.